give up some old emails that we got on the site. Um, some people sharing the love, showing some appreciation. I thought we could uh, dive into some of those later. Yeah, you... really, really excited to do that. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, That's happy Valentine's Day. day. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if anyone else has any plans, but this is this is my night. <laughs> it's uh i don't know if it's a generational thing but uh my girlfriend was even saying she was talking to people in her office today and all the middle-aged people and above were like yeah we're going out getting booked a dinner fancy dinner it costs loads of money but you know it's valentine's and all that and uh all the people uh that are like you know 30 and below like no i'm staying in we're not doing anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's it's on the later side for you over there right but you, you stayed in earlier that's that's nice to do for sure we were watching some bob's burgers having some nice dinner it was all good i picked nice. up some uh some, some cheap paints at a local thrift store um like and uh some easels at the thrift store and gonna do a little little home painting later uh i'm not artistic but it was like a 15 dollar investment uh a lot cheaper than a fancy dinner out for sure always love a good bit of home cooking especially on a valentine's day well i'm sure that uh one thing though that i mean valentine's day of course it's about the loved one love that we share with our you know our significant others our families uh the people in our lives but today uh, we want to take the opportunity to just also talk about the the love that we do for, you know, the love that we have for the work that we're doing and helping to spread the word of ownership. And so, you know, today on Taking Stock, it's just going to be a kind of retrospective, a look back. Uh, we're coming up close, actually, just a few months away from the, um, you know, from a couple important anniversaries as far as our efforts go. And, uh, well, I mean, hey, we'll, we'll be excited to get all into that. And, um, Miller mentioned, we'll try to get him in the show as well, since he, uh, had helped us start this whole thing. So be on the lookout for that later. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to see if I can invite him now. Oh, I spoke too soon. He just, he sent me to the end that he thinks he's not going to be able to make it. That's all right. Uh, okay. Duty calls. I think, um, I think we can get started on this, this stroll down memory lane. I think we we got a list together earlier of all the dates of the the big highlights since the inception of the site. Yeah, um, and uh, what we, I'd love to do is you know just kind of go through this list. We'll we'll intersperse those anecdotes where we can, and then I don't think it'll take too long. Uh, what I'd love to you know uh, hear after that are those you know we get various emails um, you know every so often from folks that are appreciative of the efforts, people that use the international broker guide. So. I'm really excited to hear about that. And then, of course, anyone after all that who's listening, you know, I don't think it's going to take too long to go through. And then any uh, other perspectives we'd love to hear uh, from the community. Any other thoughts? Excited about that today. For sure. We've got some nice, I've got some nice things lined up on these emails already that people sent in over, over the years, last couple of years. But yeah, uh, I guess we should start at the beginning, uh, which was actually... Before, uh, before I came on board, um, there was, uh, well, Miller was the, the kind of 
semi-founder, one of the founders of the site uh, of DRS GME and the, the efforts. Um, and I think it was actually, uh, it was a German guy, uh, his username was De Hyperschlau, uh, reached out to Miller and was like, cause he saw Miller going around talking to people, doing all that one on one, uh, kind of connections and, uh, helping people out, um, getting the word about DRS out there. And he was like, need someone like, we need someone like you or I need someone like you to help me with getting this idea off the ground, which is a website to, to get all the information together and help reach beyond the confines of Reddit and uh, spread the good word about DRS and uh, what was going on with GameStop at the time and is still going on with GameStop. Charles, well, actually, you might the, have more. Yeah, I can I could definitely speak to those early times. I mean, of course, those conversations early on between Miller and Dare, they, they mostly took place, uh, as far as I'm aware, in like, you know, Reddit DMs, that kind of thing, when it was really in the ideas stage. One unfortunate thing is that there was a big, uh, sometime last year, you know, a lot of folks lost their DM history on Reddit for whatever reason. And so we don't have those conversations now, but, you know, that was happening in early 2022. And, uh, and Der Hyperschlau, uh, the German ape that Bivik mentioned, he was pretty experienced with, um, you know, uh, just different areas of website design. And so it was natural for him to kind of put together the first uh, skeleton of what would become drsgme.org. And from the start, you know, it was clear that they were interested in having that information about not only the what's going on with GameStop and what made it unique in terms of investor sentiment and interest, but resources in a more broad sense about market um, corruption or potential market corruption and the different ways that niche securities law could create, uh, well, let's say conflict of interest or um, maybe that, you know, settlement was not always the premier uh, goal for market makers, other major participants. Well, a lot of the stuff that we know today very well in the community uh, was was still niche at that time. So it was great to uh, to try to get all that stuff together under one roof. And that led into the first iteration of the site launching and being uh, posted on Reddit for you know public consumption on March 18th, 2022. So we're coming right up on a two-year anniversary there. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, about one month away now from, from the two-year anniversary. It feels, uh, in a weird way, it feels a lot longer. Uh, but in the, at the same time, it's kind of flown by. Just because, yeah, so much has happened in, in two years. We've worked on so many things and done so much. Um, it, yeah, it really has flown by. Absolutely. Um, one thing that was really nice about, you know, as you mentioned, Miller was in the habit of sending so many, you know, leaving so many comments, sending so many messages with such frequency on these, um, you know, different investing communities that there were plenty of folks that were having continued conversations with him in direct message. And, uh, you know, I was one of those people talking to him in uh, early of 22. And so it was uh, really nice when right about there, that, you know, that, that uh, mid-March time, um, you know, I was one of the folks that he reached out to and, um, you know, got started on, on the effort. At that time, it was probably, I'm not sure exactly, maybe it was 10 or 15 people at first. Um, and, you know, since then, we've definitely had some team members change, some really fantastic people 
uh, leave, some even more fantastic people coming in. Uh, I love the passion and it's been, it's incredible to think that it's already been so many, you know, a couple of years, but then at the same time, I mean, we're three years since this news too. And that just also seems like yesterday. So <laughs> it's all, all the same kind of, uh, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, one other, like one other reason that the, the website was kind of something that wanted to be done was because, uh, it's, it was a way of kind of presenting the information in a clearer, simpler format. Um, because Reddit kind of leaves, even though it's got some pretty good formatting, uh, tools on it. Um, but I think even if, uh, back then we were on, on Twitter or now X, um, like there, there's a lot to be desired when it comes to formatting and trying to present such dense information clearly, uh, and simply, um, so being able to put together graphs and labelings and things like that, constructing uh, articles around images in ways that are just a bit more visually accessible, um, it was really helpful for all of that. And then eventually we got into translating things. Um, but, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it wasn't... I think I came on board around June uh, in 2022, um, cause I was just, um, essentially I started putting together a list of what brokers do or don't DRS transfer, uh, trying to kind of help save people energy if they're like, do they, should I ask? Or, you know, a lot of people were wasting time on, on brokers that had already flat out said no. Um, and then that slowly built into, uh, some loose guides that people were putting together on, um, uh, on Reddit. Um, and I kind of worked together with some other people on those. And then the, well, Miller reached out to me and was like, would you like to put them somewhere a bit more organized? <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, this could be promising this, um, because when else are we going to get this information? Um, there were so many people who wanted to, direct, to directly register their shares after it being, a uh, topic that was never discussed um, and uh yeah it just was a, a moment to be seized upon as far as i was concerned in terms of um this level of information um especially outside of the us i think a lot of american brokers have in their faq stuff about uh direct registration but if you were to look at any english brokers or european brokers or even Australian brokers, then a lot of them are missing that information. Uh, even though they can transfer, uh, they just won't tell you they can, um, <laughs> which uh, I think says a lot in and of itself. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, uh, I would, I would point you coming on the team, Vivek as just a, a massive transformational moment in terms of, the amount of useful information on the website for not only, you know, uh, the international world of investors, but just folks that had, maybe they'd internalized the articles that we had already had on the site. Um, but they would help them understand what the next steps would be. And, you know, what I could say about those initial articles, things like, you know, linking to some ideas about what is ownership or, uh, linking to some different information about, GameStop's uh, positioning in the market or some of the surrounding events, 
in that January of early 2021. So from there, though, having all that extra interest on the broker guides, um, and as we, you know, as we would see with the hits on the website, the interest on those pages, especially the Fidelity broker guide page, the IBKR broker guide page, these were the crucial pages where, you know, that's, that's where people wanted to be. That's where the most useful information was. And I will never know how many people, um, you know, through your work, Bibic, we were able to help learn about direct registration, who were able to help take stock into their own names. But as we'll get into some of the thank you messages we've received later, I, I have in mind that, that it's a pretty big number. And, and a lot of thanks needs to get sent your way for that. And, of course, to all the translators. But, you know, you were the progenitor there. Yeah, I had a lot of help from translators after that. Um, I was getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but yeah, the translators came in months later. And then uh, after a point, um, we got into some pretty niche languages. And then I ended up doing a lot of it myself using uh, Deepl, which was recommended to us from one of the translators uh, instead of using Google Translate or uh, Wix's built-in auto-translator. Um it uh yeah does a very good job i've even used it for other stuff and even um for my job uh translating subtitles and it's yeah done a surprisingly good job i've had very little pushback on those so i can definitely recommend deeple but uh uh it was i have to admit it was strange working on um uh like languages that i didn't know and just hoping that they would uh, translate okay and people would be able to read them <laughs> um, but yeah I think it worked out all really well um, but yeah as Charles as you were saying it was a bit of a turning point for the site um, for, for a few reasons like I was just working on the broker guide stuff for ages uh, just focusing on that and not touching any other part of the website um, and then that was around the time that uh uh it was kind of the first advertising campaign that was kind of being put forward um and again like i had very little to do with the setup of that and um all of those things because of the timing of when i came in um but i think that's right. yeah, that, that was the other yeah you're exactly right and, and we should definitely talk a, a good bit about that as well you know folks who were around at that time who were familiar with drs gme at that time are probably also aware of the you know the GoFundMe that and the initial seeding round for you know an ad campaign that was happening just around that same time. And so for some dates there, uh, it was May 27th of 22 that the uh, that a GoFundMe was launched. And the idea there was for uh, you know at that point the DRSGME website was up with some basic information. This is before. Bibic had joined the team and his broker guides were on there, but we did have a variety of other articles and uh, just about broader market uh, or about GameStop specifically that were listed on the site and encouraging folks to seek direct registration, just didn't have the tutorials yet. And that GoFundMe was uh, up for several weeks. Um, a total of uh, $15,760 was raised from 286 donators. And uh, that was something that was very appreciated uh, from, you know, by us, from the community. Um, now, as far as how that was, that was all spent out through the rest of 2022 uh, in two separate ad runs. 
if you go on drsgme.org today, you can see, you know, detailed uh, reports on how every bit of that uh, was spent and uh, how every bit of that, you know, was um, c- the data was brought back to us in terms of what kind of clicks we got on what platforms about uh, what different aspects of DRS that we focused on. The reason that we had um, two different campaigns, the first one was from June until and through July. So uh, right around the same time, Bivik, that you came on board, uh, about a thousand was spent on that. And there was some public feedback that some of the ads were, um, you know, maybe not directly focusing on DRS and on ownership in the way that would be most helpful. And that, that was exactly why we did just such a small run at first. So we spent the, uh, um, the next several months actually building with the community a second set of ads. And, um, this was part of the reason that, you know, a bit later on in July. So during the first ad campaign run, we did two major things to try to help, um, better develop a second set of ads. We organized the DRS GME DAO that we're going to talk about a bit more later. Um, incredible achievement there and also opened up the DRS or GME subreddit on July 30th of 22. Uh, the idea initially with both of those to some degree was to bring in community involvement, uh, get some, uh, people to not only if they wanted to contribute art assets or help to brainstorm new art ad ideas, that's, that was great. But we had some in our own community that we solicited feedback on that we did voting rounds for and ended up with eight, I think, very, very strong ads that, uh, that the remainder of the seed funding was used on, uh, between October and December later in the year. Um, so we'll get to that more once we get there, but really terrific stuff and, um, just, Thanks so much to everyone who supported the effort back at that time. Yeah, it was it was really impressive. Uh, like it was, yeah, 270 people that donated uh, and it was such a huge amount of money. I couldn't believe it. I, I, it was even though I had very little to do with the group at the time, I was like, wow, people really believe in this. Um and it, it, yeah, it just felt like a huge wave of support behind the the group, which was lovely. But um, but yeah, those initial uh, designs were kind of more uh, about eliciting kind of anger uh, about the current system and things like that. They were a bit um, strong on the language, <laughs> and uh, at the time, um, as I was kind of going from the broker guides and looking at the rest of the site, I was like, maybe we can soften this language a bit and try and make it more welcoming um so there was kind of a the beginning of a change there on on the website itself uh which kind of continued all the way through us working on the ad campaign as well um uh, as in the working on the new images uh and um designs for the ads um and that yeah really took up a lot of our uh second half of 2022 um getting that information out there i was maintaining the broker guides the whole time because things were constantly updating and i think um that was the first of revolut changing how they or actually it was drive wealth not even revolut the um the european broker revolut they used drive wealth and drive wealth changed how to request the drs uh transfers a couple of times before then shifting it onto revolute and then revolute was like you know what we're leaving drive <laughs> and uh and now with some romanian uh institution that uh yeah 
Um, I don't know where where they came from or what, what's going on there, but they um, uh, are still not transferring at all, and I keep promising that they're going to return uh, the transfer service at some point. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah where where all that began. Um, and uh, part of that as well, um, uh, the process of doing the new campaign, um, we wanted to reward the people that donated um, and, and gave so much. Uh, so um, one of the old uh, team members, I mean, he's still around, but just super busy now because he's a bit of a genius. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, use, a user called Caramore, um, who was our kind of, nft crypto expert and um he helped us set up uh dao a dao uh to help uh give voting rights back to people who donated to give them more of a voice on what we could do um it was kind of a very new idea i think DAOs in general are still very new uh as a concept um but it was yeah amazingly well set up i was able to go in um because i donated uh, as well uh i claimed my my tokens for the DAO, and then i was able to vote using them um and an interesting little tidbit there is because it was all based on uh the loop ring um blockchain and um caramorph actually created the the uh fork i think it's called <laughs> that um allows you to vote um using loopring um with a DAO. So uh it was quite a fundamental part of the structure there, I think, for, for the loopring being able to do that. What I what I'd love to do is just to interject there, in case anyone's not familiar with the DAO, let me just do the brief definition. Uh it stands for decentralized autonomous organization. And the idea in a nutshell is that you know, you're able to distribute tokens um, like NFTs among a variety of wallets, uh, you know, folks that are interested. And um, those individual NFTs are able to exercise votes. So essentially, they can sign a quick transaction that's like a yay or a nay on some given policy issue. And so uh, that that was really the, um, as Bibik said, we really wanted to be able to provide more responsibility, provide more you know, transparency into our process and wrap in more folks that, you know, that might have just donated and not really thought about it anymore. You know, if you wanted to uh, accept these NFTs, uh, you, we would send them over, you know, free of charge. We minted all of it out of our own pockets. And, um, uh, and that way for people would be able to, you know, indicate whether or not they wanted to, uh, We'll do this thing or do that thing. And, and yeah, it was really incredible. Caramorph, uh, was the one who, who wrote this code that today is part of the main fork of Loopring and enables all other DAO projects on Loopring, uh, trace back to, uh, this part of our effort. So that's a really cool thing. Um, something that probably a lot of people don't know about, uh, about that part of the history when it comes to Loopring and, and when it comes to DAOs in, in this community. So. I'm really glad to be part of that. Although, you know, as I say that, I mean, it was really all uh, this other user, Caramorph. So 
Uh, we'd love to, if we can get him, he's pretty busy these days, but we'd love to have him on to talk more about it in depth uh, on a full episode, but we'll have to come back to that in the future. Um, one thing that was a bit difficult about the DAO was we wanted to preserve people's anonymity as much as possible. And a lot of people who donated through the GoFundMe did it anonymously anyway. So it uh, was the sort of thing where we were able to send a blast email to all of the donators, but we didn't see the emails ourselves. People had to notice the email, respond to it by giving us the amount they donated and like the exact time and date so that we could match it up with our records and make sure they got the proper amount of tokens. But even today, a majority of the DAO tokens uh, were never claimed. And so it ended up being something where it's a really great proof of concept, but only a minority of people did take advantage of it. So uh, something that maybe we'd love to revisit in the future um, and have that be part of the uh, part of the incentive process instead of um, you know a follow-on that a lot of people probably missed out uh, for that reason. But really, really terrific. And I love the idea of the decentralized autonomous organization because it's so important to distribute responsibility, to share in the decision-making process. Um, what is our exploration into ownership and the corruption of the modern markets, if not a critique of the centralization of power and decision-making, right? So uh, I think it's right up our alley as a community to be interested in this kind of technology. Yeah, I think um, especially now people are talking about activist investor groups. I think a DAO would be a really good way to kind of represent people who who are part of an activist investor group. Because um, it's how else are you supposed to get consensus from so many people across the globe? Um, and I think people who are interested in, you know, becoming part of one for, for stocks such as GameStop, which is heavily Web3 involved and all about that kind of self-custody and everything like that. I think a DAO would, would be like the ideal way to execute that. Um, so, yeah, it's great that we've got something there. And, and we could even revisit in terms of uh, the unclaimed tokens. We could set them up for sale to kind of help uh, fund some extra efforts down the line because um, we are starting to think about looking back at donations and maybe uh, – bringing that back up again in order to you know create more advocacy efforts it's not about uh running the websites or anything like that um we're still gonna pay for that kind of stuff out of our own pocket um but yeah there's a lot of uh bigger things that we want to do um like making more resources um and uh yeah trying to trying to achieve more with the databases and um outreach and everything really so uh yeah could be a great way uh to kind of execute on that but um yeah um but yeah one thing we skipped over actually with the part of the the DAO uh was again amongst all that at the end of July July 30th um the DRS your GME subreddit was created uh where chives and myself were moderators and uh we tried to kind of yeah create a little space for people to come and talk about drs um and kind of uh have a slightly looser moderation style to allow people to kind of talk things through rather than kind of silo people away into into mod mails and things like that because we we believe that open discourse is the most beneficial for the whole community um 
because what's the point in having a constructive conversation in private when uh, it's for the benefit of everyone? Um, so, yeah, it was a good time for quite a while there. We had some really great contributors, uh, like putting stuff in regularly. There was, um, what was it, the Golden Pinecone, uh, which was like a guess of the, I think, the closing price of each day um that always looked fun uh i never jumped in myself because i was always just on the on the moderator tools checking usually um checking for people's comments and posts that have been removed by reddit uh without our consent or knowledge um i'd have sometimes even go back a couple of days and it was like oh yeah just remove that comment and nobody had been notified and it's just because either they suspect an account to be suspicious or whatever, but it would often be about uh, talking about direct registration uh, rather than anything else. So it was, it was an interesting little uh, bit of censorship that may have been going on. It certainly felt that way. Um, but yeah, uh, we did our best to try and keep all of that um, on the subreddit and not deleted. And uh, I'd always let people know like, Sorry, that got deleted by Reddit, not even us. I didn't even know that was a thing until becoming a moderator. <laughs> I had no intention of ever moderating a subreddit until it came along. And it was like, all right, yeah, you guys could do with help, especially uh, because I think it was Miller that actually set up the subreddit. And um, he just is the most techni- uh, tech illiterate person out of all of us. Um, but he, he does a very good job of... Uh, being active on on Twitter and he's great on Discord now. It, I think it took us until until about this point when we had the sub subreddit set up. Um, it took him that long to finally get used to using Discord because uh, <laughs> he'd often come into the general channel and be like, "Where's all the conversation happening and why can't I see it?" It's like well, you need to change channels, buddy. Um, but yeah. Um, um yeah i'm trying to think of any any other highlights from back then um well, I think, but yeah I think as far was, as the subreddit goes it was it was a steady um steady growth and a good time for the first several months um I, we don't have the subreddit statistics anymore uh because i guess spoiler alert for a few minutes from now but eventually reddit did take that sub down but in those early days we had a focus on Outside of, you know, making sure that commenters followed Reddit's terms of service in a general sense, you know, no uh, threats or things like that. Uh, we tried to allow open discussion and certainly, you know, restored a lot more comments than we removed. Tried to make, stay as transparent as possible with that. Uh, again, just because that's the, the value system that we have and that's the value system that continues on in our Discord platform or our Lemmy platform uh, that, again, those, those will come up later as well. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of, you know, the, the second ad campaign, uh, that did come through October through December of 2022. And that's where the remaining, uh, $14,000, uh, was spent on, um, on the second part of all those ads. Um, and now that, I think that was a really, uh, successful campaign. A lot of interesting insights from that. And I love the ads from that. Maybe we can put up even in the, uh, in the nest. A link. Let's see. I maybe I can figure out how to do that. Um, a link to uh, to those ads if folks who don't know them want to check them out because I, I think they're really fantastic. Um, probably I've just seen actually 
um, Jerzan's actually shared uh, subreddit stats for for the subreddit in in a comment just below. I'll put that in the in the nest as well. But oh, cool. um, yeah, it's more or less how I remember it. You could, it's a nice steady lineup. We we went from um, like a thousand to kind of where was that? But yeah, about four thousand members over the course of several months, really from from that July until uh, April, uh, the year after. So it was a nice, nice, quiet little subreddit for a while. And then we jumped in April or late to April uh, from that 4,000 to over 10,000 and reaching eventually to about 15,000 people. Um, now, but yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that graph. And I think um, probably that leads us into... Well, I guess what we we could get into what the reason for that jump was because I, I think it, it's it's very clear and there's a singular reason for it. Uh, before that, I just want to briefly mention you know during this run up that um, our the DRS team that you know I, I guess that's what sometimes we call ourselves, but essentially are, are the the folks behind the website. Um, number one, we decided to try to expand the DRS advocacy efforts. Um, that in right around this beginning of the year time, you know, we were realizing there's a whole world of other stocks out there that also need their investors to be educated about direct registration. You know, ownership should be for everyone. It's a right for every investor, not just GameStop investors. And so um, we started building what would later become YDRS.org. Uh, and that, that, you know, currently has um, a fantastic effort, one that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, but then also we were approached by the We the Investors Advocacy Group uh, in um, in February of 2023. And that was actually because they wanted us to uh, not only appear with them on a uh, public call with the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, uh, later that month, but also because they asked us for their for help in putting together a comprehensive DRS resource. And so myself, Bibic, and uh, three other team members uh, tirelessly for weeks worked on a um, what ended up being about a 20-page packet with, you know, uh, nearly a hundred citations uh, detailing all of the different uh, ownership benefits that uh, DRS can provide to, uh, you know, individual investors and to issuers in the context of the broader market space, which has mostly uh, moved past direct registration. Uh, so I was really excited to do that. That's something else where folks haven't seen that document. It's available on uh, on both of the project websites, and that's something to also to check out. It goes into a lot of uh, the benefits in voting rights, benefits in terms of uh, tax purposes, benefits for submitting documents to the company or trying to solicit information from the company. There are tons of benefits to direct registration that go far beyond any kind of price or liquidity impact that uh, that investors should familiarize themselves with. Yeah, I've put in the nest there a link to the advocacy page on YDRS.org, and that's got a link to the information packet that was sent to the SEC uh, and also has a link to us uh, on the live stream on the Q&A with Gary Gensler asking him questions, telling him he should... They should put some updates on the uh, old DRS page uh, that the SEC has 
Um, and lo and behold, I think it was four months later uh, in June, um, it got updated. So was that to do with us? Maybe. <laughs> um, considering it hadn't been updated 20 years before that, I, I think there's maybe a correlation there. Um, but speaking about the benefits of DRS, uh, jumping back to October 2022, um, that's when uh, the information came across our uh, screens that um, actually several, well, more than several, like a whole bunch of companies in France actively incentivize direct registration of their shares. Um, like it's it's wild some of the, like they offer double voting rights sometimes triple if you've been holding them for long enough um they offer bonus dividends so you get an extra 10 percent on your dividends um and i think uh even like l'oreal paris is one of the big examples some of the other ones are like energy companies but um l'oreal even will offer to reimburse you up to 50 euros for any transfer fees that a broker will charge you so they're, they're putting a lot out in terms of money uh, to encourage direct registration. Um, and it seems to uh, show that, you know, the company benefits just as much from direct registration as the investor does. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm, there's the obvious things like holding for a long period of time is something they'd love to have from any investor. But the fact that they're reimbursing for transferring to direct registration uh, says a lot to me, um, as well as the bonus dividends. Like, you know, companies just don't have to do that. But there was actually a law passed in France to allow for it. And the maximum uh, bonus they're allowed to give under this law is 10%. And every company gives 10%. They're, they None of them go for five or eight or anything lower. They, they max it out. So it's... Uh, it was a great little tidbit to find while it's not to do with American markets, it certainly showcased, uh, you know, a potential uh, update that American companies could do. Uh, like they could um, incentivize in different ways. They probably need to get a law passed similar to France for the bonus dividends, but things like extra voting rights and things like that, I think uh, could very well be possible. Um the same with reimbursements for for uh transfer fees but um but yeah uh um it's definitely i think it makes... we would love to see it you know we'd love to see it and we just got to keep making people aware that this is a recognized issue in other markets which yes it's another uh market over there but in a lot of ways it's very similar a lot of the international markets work similarly in terms of you know that, that that a central depository exists, and that you know there are nominee holdings where you know uh, in, investors are operating kind of lower on the totem pole. Uh, you know, things like contract for difference are still commonplace in European markets. Um, you know, technically illegal in domestic American markets. So, but, you know, and in in uh, in light of that, we still see this kind of. Uh, legal investor support and you know issuers making clear their preference for you know a long-term committed investor base, which you know it just makes sense uh, that they would prefer that. But uh, we haven't seen uh, many examples of any kind of you know direct um, support or you know verbal acknowledgement uh, and support of DRS in that way domestically. 
the only one example that we have found bizarrely enough is uh, from Papa John's who did say that they love their DRS shareholders in one of their public releases. Yeah. They say it's the safest way to hold by far. Um, I'm not sure if they, they go into much else detail, but yeah, it's fascinating that, uh, they can tout that, but not willing to go any further. Yeah, they don't, they don't release <laughs> right. their uh, GameStop, their uh, their DRS numbers like GameStop does. You know, uh, it'd be nice if they did. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice if more companies did that. I mean, that's that's why we're building out the YDRS database, getting the investor relations emails collected for all these different companies to make it easier for people to request uh, this information. I think some some companies are like, oh yeah, maybe that is something we could do. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, the more people start doing it, 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 it will be easier to get even more people on board, more companies on board. Um, and I think pitching it as like this is a important aspect of um, you know calculating uh, what's going on with the company, like record holders you know people people recorded on the ledger uh because they're directly registered or buying through a purchase plan um they're they're likely to be long-term holders they're not day traders they're, they are there for the company uh because they like that company and want it to, to succeed uh so to me it's a very important metric when looking at the quality of a company um because if it can boast all at once online, but if the investors aren't behind it, then uh, yeah, it, it's maybe it's just being propped up by hot air. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think. Um, but yeah, after well, after that, before we jump into the next thing on this list here, because I realized mm. it's great, Jerson shared that uh, separated stats. Because I want to definitely touch on, and I think it's a great segue from. Uh, well, you were just talking about, you know, the importance of investor ownership in a company. Um, that gigantic jump that we see in the uh, DRS or Jimmy subreddit stats in mid-April, uh, I think we can probably levy, um, you know, the blame for that. Uh, but I say that in a good way to the initial sharing of the uh, heat lamp theory and the idea of the differences between DRS and DSPP that, you know, or, or book fee plan as it was often, you know, being cited in the online communities at that time, you know, that was right when that theory first was posted. Uh, unfortunately, conversation on that was limited somewhat on other major community platforms like Superstock. And so we saw a massive influx of users over at the DRS or GME subreddit uh, because our, you know, our policy of open conversation meant that and you know, we were not going to be removing any kind of new theory that came about. Yeah, we wanted that peer review. And some people liked it. Some people hated it. It was a bit of a Marmite DD. <laughs> I think more people understand it now and uh, can appreciate where it's coming from. Um, it also got lumped in, I think, with another theory that was going around at the time. Um, so... Yeah, and then other people were lumping in locates and lens and stuff like this when really all, it was a very simple fact of, oh, okay, well, if there's a high volume day then if and you need operational efficiency, efficiency, then you put more shares under the heat lamp and in order to be ready to go or, you know, be more operationally efficient, as it were. Um, 
and it's just as simple as that. But uh, um, yeah, people have been trying to debunk it pretty hard ever since. And I mean, even we've been trying to prove it one way or the other. Uh, and there was there was an attempt with um, going to view the stockholder list. Um, but unfortunately, that didn't reveal the information we were looking for uh, because it pertained to voting rights rather than ownership and where the shares were being held. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. Because, um, yeah, I wanted to say as well, like kind of over the time between the ad campaign kind of ending and the, the spend uh, all being laid out very meticulously by uh, Fancy Beast, which is another very helpful person. Um, she kind of was able to navigate the online advertising landscape and help us see whether or not uh, Twitter or Reddit or uh, Meta, as, as in Facebook, Instagram and all that, all that um, what was actually paying off and worth c- keeping up with. Um and uh yeah she did an amazing job i think of of making use of those funds and um trying to get those ads in front of as many people as possible as cost efficiently as possible um and uh and then yeah kind of between then and uh us meeting with gary gensler we we also had a couple of uh calls with computer share as well um with kind of asking questions kind of hoping to set up a bit of a uh dialogue there um and then it was before the heat lamp got published but we we asked some questions over email about uh the dspp the plan uh or specifically the direct stock plan which is the computer computer share product specifically uh and then we got ghosted um and we we haven't heard much since um and then, yeah, I think uh, six days was like, all right, I'm just going to post this theory and see what people make of it. And then, as they say, the rest is history. Um, because, uh, let's see, it was... Oh, also, the same day that we interviewed Gary Gensler, the February 22nd was the same day that YDRS actually launched, which uh, I think glossed over... <laughs> um, and that was a whole process. We we were actually intent, intending to launch the website at the beginning of February in 2023 uh, and had been working on it for a while and getting it all ready. And then as soon as we went for it to go live, there was DNS issues going on with it for weeks. And uh, I was chasing these people up uh, like every few days, like, hey, is this sorted out yet? Why can't, like, why can't I access uh, like I could access it without a VPN, but I couldn't with a VPN. And then people in some states in America could access it, but not other people in other states. It was bizarre. And I've never experienced that with a website before. Um, and then literally on the day, we all um, got some YDRS T-shirts to wear on on the stream with Gary Gensler uh, to get the kind of URL out there. Uh, I had mine delivered from America from from a very good friend um, who, who's on the team and uh, they paid an extortionate amount of money to get that to me in time. And then it was like, oh, God, the website's not even working. So <laughs> we're going to be telling people like it was called the YDRS information packet and everything like we, we'd stuck the branding all over it. And then there was going to be no website to go to. And I was 
freaking out even literally the day before and then the afternoon well it was afternoon for me in england but that afternoon uh on the february 22nd it just just fixed itself and everything was working smoothly as it it was like oh this is threading the needle but yeah it felt like it was meant to be um and it was yeah it was so worthwhile i think it paid off um but yeah i think uh after that after the launch like well we've been working on the on the database for ages um and i think did we when uh we set up the public discord uh like we kind of started prepping it for a while uh we're like yeah this would like make sense offer people another space another platform uh in the same way that people want to go come here onto twitter or want to join us on lemmy um and then uh it took us a while but we finally launched it um on uh the 12th of june in 2023 yeah i think think what had happened there was you know we had we had i guess technically started it we did the some you know channel setup a few months earlier but the subreddit had been chugging along and had been growing quite quickly over the previous month or two. And so we were kind of thinking, well, you know, this is, this is such a great hub. Um, and we were focused on other parts of the project, you know, growing YDRS and the YDRS database. And, but what ended up happening in that early June period of time, uh, was, you know, a, some, some of games have investors ended up, you know, and a lot of people probably know about this. Um, they traveled to Grapevine in early June of 2023 in order to, um, you know, view in person the uh, stock list, which is a record of all of the, you know, the people with a right to vote uh, at the annual general meeting for that year for GameStop. And that those were special appointments that had been, um, you know, gone through GameStop legal and uh, and been approved and all of this. And, and those folks ended up coming to DRSU GME, the subreddit, to share their findings. And, um, you know, and that created quite a lot of... Uh, well, I don't know what the word for it is, hubbub, you know, drama. Um, there was a lot of concerns about, even though the stock list is a, a public document, um, you know, with, uh, with information that, you know, is not, is not all that protected, really. You're, you're a listed named investor when you DRS. I think part of the trouble, number one, is that a lot of folks maybe didn't realize that by DRSing in your own name, you were, listing the stock ownership in your own name in a document with the company that, you know, can be accessed not only by the company, but by your fellow investors, then that somehow that was not communicated to people when DRS advocacy was first starting up. So I'm glad the stock list helped to make people aware of that, but it did create a lot of, uh, of discord, uh, no pun intended. And that was what really, you know, seeing that happen on the subreddit was why we really wanted to get these other platforms up. Uh, just in case, because we'd, um, we'd seen other subreddits get banned before. Um, and, uh, we didn't want to censor any of the conversation about it. Uh, so we, we let things happen. So that, those posts went up on June 10th, June 12th. We, uh, posted links to the public discord. June 13th, we posted a link to the Lemmy instance, which is a open source Reddit alternative, uh, that we also, uh, self host similar to the websites. And, um, and then June 14th, uh, just as we had kind of, you know, been preparing for by getting these alternate platforms up and running on June 14th, the subreddit was removed by Reddit, uh, citing that, um, bizarrely 
you know, sharing public information, which is sufficiently difficult to access, violates their privacy policy. And that's the reason we were given for the subreddit removal. It happened with no warning and, uh, we had no opportunity for, um, you know, to, to contact the admins again to try to get a further clarification or anything like that. So, um, is what it is. Um, I'm glad that we had these other platforms kind of ready to go. Uh, cause the Lemmy we'd been working on for weeks prior to then. Um, and it was really fortunate that we were able to get it together. Uh, funny story. That's actually why the Lemmy's URL is why not drs.org because we were event, we were planning on porting it over to be hosted on the same URL as one of our websites. But the reason it's not is because we were still kind of, um, in the testing phases on that other URL we also controlled and, uh, then when the subreddit drama was really hitting its stride, we we were like, all right, we just got to launch this thing right now so we can have somewhere to post the link. Because if we wait till it's perfect and we can host it on um, host it within our other website, uh, then you know we may not even have the subreddit to share it on anymore. So a little bit of little bit of fun fact there. Yeah, I remember the the let me. Uh, instance coming up like way before Gene because um, we were looking into all kinds of federated platforms like uh, Matrix is another one that looks quite tempting now it's an alternative to Discord uh, and it can actually bridge to Discord so uh, you can have a Discord server kind of mirrored on Matrix and then you can respond on Matrix and then it copies it back to the Discord server as well so people can use it seamlessly and interoperable interoperably if that's a word uh, but yeah um whereas the the discord that we set up the drs or gme discord was um primarily because we were like this the subreddit had grown more than triple in uh in size in subscribers in the space of like a month um and people wanted to get more involved and uh we thought like uh reddit is fantastic for discussion um, and and kind of picking apart DD and things like that, but it's not great for organising. Like, there's a reason why our our team also organises on Discord on a on a private server because it's it's like Slack or whatever. Like, uh, Teams, Microsoft Teams. You, it's just a great way to be able to pull everyone's information together and communication together. Um, so we thought we'd try and replicate that, um, especially with. We, we've had all sorts of colourful people join us over the years, uh, and a lot, like most of them are still with us. And uh, it's it's just a fact that you know not everyone will always get along um, because we're all very different people. But we were able to kind of create that uh, energy or that, that kind of atmosphere of like it's okay to not get along, like you don't have to. But we're all here for, the, for this kind of goal of uh, serving the greater good, and we can all respect that. Uh, and we all want what's best for that. So we were like, okay, we've done this with our with our small team of like 10, 15 people. Uh, maybe we can extrapolate that and expand that to a, to a larger group. Um, and yeah, we've spent uh, since uh, the launch of the Discord last June um, till now working on that. And I think we're getting there. We're, I think I even said last week, we've got such a great atmosphere of uh supportive and encouraging research going on um 
like people going in doing some really deep dives on some very dry documents and then bringing it to the discord for everyone to pick apart and discuss um lots of other discussions going on too uh we don't shy away from the basket of stocks uh that, that gamestop is in there with and things like that like like charles was saying we wanted that open dialogue um because yeah i think uh siloing or trying to come like hide discussion about stuff only leads to people like us getting more interested in it so <laughs> uh it was it seemed like the best fit for this community um or you know the wider community um and uh and yeah it was just very fortunate that we had it set up at the time that the, the subreddit went down um and as Charles said the admins gave us no recourse like i i messaged them several more times like so what's going on like so is that what you meant and like is there a way we can avoid making the same mistake like i was trying to be so uh like engage in good faith and be like because uh we read the privacy policy and it did not cover what they were uh saying <laughs> like uh if it's a if if it's public domain but sufficiently difficult to access then it does violate the privacy policy but that that's not covered at all at all in the reddit policies so um yeah i was at least hoping maybe they'd update that and clarify that for for other people not to fall into the same uh trap but yeah uh we were essentially ghosted by the reddit admins and then um there was uh i think miller tried setting up another drs gme subreddit that got deleted someone else tried setting up uh do not drs your gme <laughs> that got deleted uh and then someone not even part of the moderator uh crew or anything or anything like it um it was actually chad mojo he set up uh a subreddit called pasta with cheese and and was uploading pictures of pasta with cheese to it and that got deleted uh without warning all all of it they were just like no you can't make another subreddit even if you had nothing to do officially with the subreddit you're not welcome here so we were like yeah okay reddit's done it's it's not the place to talk about drs uh and um on the other hand lemmy has been a fantastic alternative completely open uh moderation logs so anyone can uh audit that stuff same as the blockchain um which is again perfectly aligned with what we love and what uh we love about gamestop and web3 and everything like that so um yeah and and Lemmy keeps getting better and better because it's open source. Um, there's just been another update recently, which has made it even more stable. Um, and yeah, it'd be great to see more people on there. Um, but obviously, it's it's not as a publicised platform as Reddit. Um, but yeah, so since then, um, anyway, since the removal of the subreddit, the the Discord's been growing and developing, and we've got like a great crew of people helping steward the community like they're all um like they've not been given any permissions they can't ban or kick or do anything they're literally just there to help mediate when things get a bit heated um and it seems to have yeah worked out quite nicely i mean it's it's not everyone's cup of tea but that's the great thing about a decentralized community like this is people can just make their own 
uh, server and and do it their own way. Um, and and we absolutely encourage that. Like we can't be everyone's cup of tea at the end of the day because uh, uh, some people like coffee. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but that's. Uh, takes us up to the the launch of what we're doing now which is taking stock uh which we started in on july 26th uh last year so again not uh yeah all right five months from now <laughs> i was gonna say that it's not long away but uh actually no five months that's, that's almost half a year again it just it feels like we've been doing this for so long because so much has happened um, like I never would have believed we would have been able to talk directly to Gary Gensler and tell him that voting rights is completely screwed with brokers and you can only get guaranteed voting rights with a transfer agent. So he should put that on the SEC website. Um, and we got clarification that actually it's okay for companies to talk about DRS and suggest direct registration to their investors. Um, as Gary Gensler put it, um, it's clear that it's material to investors, direct registration. Um, when it, it came to GameStop and AMC, who are reporting those numbers. So it's just a matter of letting the companies know that it's material uh, and, and then they can get on board. Um, I think, uh, yeah, because that was all taken from a, a misunderstanding of a SEC ruling where the ruling was just about company it basically prevented companies from forcing their investors to direct register um essentially taking the company private by force um which yeah it's not great <laughs> like if any company were to do that that would be quite suspicious uh in my opinion but uh i think the investors doing it themselves like the gamestop investors are doing um, they've already removed 25% of the company from the market. Uh, you know, that, uh, I think sends quite the message and it's all very much above board because it's all investor led. But, uh, yeah. And on that topic, actually, I, I loaded up, um, the stats for, for all the broker guides and, uh, just to go for, for the top uh let's see the top five broker guides we've got on here um number one and number two uh with over forty five thousand visits and this is just from people who accept cookies on the website because if you de decline cookies none of this gets tracked and this is literally all we use cookies for on the websites is to track engagement we have nothing else going on, um, and nor do we have interest in collecting information like that. Uh, but yeah, so 45,000 45, people uh, have used the Interact Brokers Guide, and another 45,000 people have used the Fidelity Guide, which Fidelity, uh, as I'm sure a lot of the Americans know, is by far the easiest and simplest and quickest uh broker to kind of direct register shares with but still 45,000 people um and uh not only like just with those top two we're already at over 90,000 people and there's officially uh well from the stockholder list viewing they were able to determine 181,000 accounts were unique 
Um, they were closer to like 190 something thousand, I think, but uh, th- that extra 10,000 was, was made up of duplicate accounts. Um, so yeah, th- those first two guides take up half of the people who have directly registered, which is kind of wild. Um, and then the next three we've got, uh, Revolut, which I was talking about earlier. I think a lot of people have used this guide simply because they kept changing the process and are now currently in not able to do it, but are promising they'll bring it back. They've, they've been promising that for, for the last six, nine months, something like that. Uh, and there's been no shift yet, but I think there are some people still chasing them up, which I'm eternally grateful for. Um, and yeah, Revolut has nearly 17,000 people coming to that. And then next we've got TD Ameritrade, that's 12,500. And Digiro, uh, Digiro is another European broker. And they can't even directly register shares. It's always been you have to transfer to another broker, but still 11,000 visits on that page. Uh, so again, that, that uh, next three all together... 28 that is nearly 40,000 more people <laughs> so and that's just in the top five we've got 130,000 visits uh and that's out of I mean it, as you can see the, it trends downwards a little bit there but um that that's five out of 144 broker guides that we have um and in multiple languages uh as well I mean interactive brokers we've got in 10 different languages um I think we, we've got, uh, yeah, English, French, Spanish, German, Polish, Romanian, Portuguese, uh, Danish. Um, yeah, like we, we've, it, it's developed so far from when I literally, I had a list of 10 brokers that I knew could DRS and I think eight of them were American. <laughs> and now, yeah, it's expanded to all this. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a good lead on to what, uh, I'm going to be working on for the next few months now. I'm going to dig, dig into properly. We've kind of started and done some testing and things like that. And it looks like we've got a bit of a roadmap now for me to crack on. Um, and that's the broker guide builder for YDRS. And that is going to be where you can literally plug in your, the broker that you're using and the company that you want to directly register and then it will build the uh, guide for you um, out of all the coding and stuff that's being put together by people um, and uh, yeah I think once the once there's a catalyst and people are aware of direct registration and why it's a good thing uh, having that as a tool is going to be massive for, for withdrawing uh, the kind of uh, access that you know abusive parties have to generating excessive liquidity in the market to the point that it's all just becomes so diluted uh and and loses value from the dilution um it's yeah i think it'd be a really interesting shift of power and not even power but just rights and ownership (laughs) back to the people who actually paid to own those shares it's a simple thing, but anyway, um, but yeah, that is going to be my focus. So I, I may not be on as many episodes of taking stock in the coming months, but uh, I'll be around and I'll always be on the discord and Lemmy. Um, but yeah, excited for that. Um, 
And I think we're hoping to spend a lot of this year as well, the second half of this year on outreach. Once we have all these, because these tools are really coming together now, we're going to be able to hopefully do something formal uh, in terms of like actually reaching out to people uh, like economists, um, artists, musicians, uh, all sorts to, to kind of try and get more traction on this topic um, because it's so like severely underserved um, and we're getting much, much better with the messaging. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm feeling confident we're going to be able to make this elevated pitch to a lot of people uh, and get a bit of a network of it going of uh, uh, people passing on the, the message um, the message of direct registration um, but yeah uh, Charles I don't know if there's anything you wanted to talk about with, with the regards to looking forward um, and uh, and then we can jump into kind of anecdotes of how, how the resources and the website has helped people um, so if anyone has an anecdote or anything they, they want to share with you know they showed the website to their parents and they actually finally understood what we've all been going on about or something like that or just you used the guide and it helped you DRS um, put your hand up and let us know if you want to chime in um, but yeah I've got a nice selection of emails as well to read from but yeah, Charles, over to you. Well, thank you. And I, I love hearing every single time those incredible uh, website visitation statistics. Uh, absolutely mind-blowing to think that, I mean, even if, you know, sometimes these processes are, are a little complicated. So maybe someone visited the website twice each. You're still talking about you know, well over 50,000 people that the website potentially helped to direct register, which, um, you know, and, and achieve self, uh, ownership and self custodial ownership of those shares on the issuer ledger. It just uh, brings me so much joy, uh, to think about that. And I'm so excited to get into some of these emails, uh, cause we have got some, you know, personal accounts as well, uh, that, that we, you know, we enjoy with this kind of look back, but we do spend a majority of our time looking forward, uh, as Vivek had mentioned. So, I'd love just to shout out the um, the YDRS database. Uh, I you know usually with these taking stocks episode, we'll mention at the lead in um, how that's going, and we still have uh, on the investor relations outreach section uh, right about seventy percent complete. We also intend not only to have the broker guide uh, that Vivek had mentioned, which is going to require all of the uh, broker and issuer information, but we intend to also list off all the contact information and management information of uh, U.S. approved transfer agents as well. So that's been um, a more recent, you know, big push. Uh, we are looking to gather a lot of that information about transfer agents. You know, computer share is gigantic. They're the market leader with nearly 40% of market share in terms of uh, U.S. publicly traded stocks uh, and, and managing them. But uh, and, and crazily enough, the top five transfer agents, they do cover about 75% of the market, but there's still, you know, dozens and dozens more of smaller transfer agents, which operate in the market space that, uh, that we want to get information on, uh, so that, you know, no, nothing is too niche. Uh, we want to be able to help every investor. So if that interests you, you know, stop by the website. The database is, um, you know, volunteer driven. Uh, if you're interested, you had a, a couple free minutes, stop by there. Um, on ydrs.org, head over to the database tab, and you can uh, be able to submit that information uh, if you'd like to. Um, 
I also just wanted to mention on there, on that same note, you know, if this sort of stuff interests you, if you're feeling inspired yourself about spreading the word of direct registration, helping people realize the truth about ownership and how ownership is uh, so unfortunately nebulous, how the introduction of compl- complication and obfuscation is being used by, you know, market uh, incumbents to profit, then check out the free resource pages. We have uh, business card sticker, uh, business card templates, sticker templates, flyer templates, all sorts of stuff that uh, that you could use. And of course, there's that YDRS packet if you just want to familiarize yourself to do some evangelizing. Uh, tons of great resources out there. And um, what I love to call it, uh, and a nod to our community, is guerrilla marketing. Really like that one. So um, just thanks to everyone as we keep building forward. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff planned this year. And um, yeah, just I'm looking forward to hearing some of these uh, great email anecdotes. Back to you, Bibic. All right. Yeah, these these are the ones that I was just able to dig up quickly. Um, and this, I mean, some of these go back to pretty much when the site was set up. Uh, but yeah, we've got someone. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost reading out their email addresses, but I don't want to. I don't want to give that info out. But yeah, someone um, sent us uh, an email saying, you are doing a great job. I'll spread this far and wide. And then we've got a little ape emoji, thumbs up emoji, heart emoji. Um, and uh, they offer to help out. Feel free to shoot them an email. I really do like the stock. Um, we've got an email from someone else saying that uh, the subject line just says amazing. And then uh, the message is, this is why I hold GME, gave me a purpose, a way to fight back the greed that has taken over the world. Seeing websites like this means I'm not alone. The more, the merrier. I just like the stock and DRS makes it all mine. Thank you. That's a nice, wholesome one. Um, and then, yeah, this person, next person has said, I saw your post on Reddit and came here to check out the website. This is awesome work you guys have put into this. I'm still holding and now have something more solid than telling, sharing Reddit with people. I live facing a major highway in some state that I'm not going to say. And we'd love to put up a banner up facing all the incoming highway traffic to promote this. Um, and they, they work in accounting, so they do share a lot of this info with colleagues and clients. Keep up the awesome work. That is yeah, very kind of them um and it's nice to hear yeah like kind of what i was saying earlier reddit like it's not appealing to a lot of people you show someone a reddit post who's not familiar with reddit and they're they're gonna glaze over usually um but having a nice glossy website it just engages with people uh in a a more in-depth way somehow um and uh yeah this next person said this site is seriously awesome i do mean it I'm an ape uh, right from Superstonk, by the way. It's clear, it's beautiful, it's appealing to the public. Um, and uh, they even shared their email address uh, to help us with French translations. But uh, little did they know we had uh, a French guy on our team who went absolutely wild with the French translations. He he worked so hard on them. He was translating brokers uh, that aren't even operating in French countries. He was just like, what if there's a French person living there? They they might need the help. And they, they yeah, really put the work in. Uh, so, 
if you're if you're looking for a French translation on any broker guide, we've got it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, next person said this this is amazing. I tried explaining the GME phenomenon to friends and can't do a good job explaining such a complex issue in simple terms. This web page will do a much better job at that. Uh, and uh, and then again, offering to help. Um, it's yeah, very kind. So uh, we don't we don't get as people offering to help as much these days. I think uh, may, maybe people are like ah, oh, they've got it, they've got it covered now. <laughs> but we are always looking for help. Uh, if people want to help contribute in any way, please do reach out. Um, on all the methods that we've been talking about, we're we're all here on Twitter, on Discord, on Lemmy, uh, and then the websites have the email addresses too. Um, I even shared there's a link tree um, which has all of those social platforms as well as everywhere you can find all the recordings of, of previous Taking Stock episodes. Um, but yeah, uh, and then yeah, okay, last three. I've got three more emails. Um, so yeah. Uh, Next person, this is German 8, and they're saying, great job, guys. If I want to be able to show this to my mother, the site needs to be translated to German. It is now, spoiler alert. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there's many poor people like me. Uh, and he was right. We've actually, we've still got uh, at least two, maybe three German apes on the private server and then many more on the public one. Um, and uh, that was one of the great things, actually, about the translation uh, work. Like, I got to meet uh, amazing, like, Danish, Spanish, Italian apes that all had communities going on elsewhere. Like, a couple of the, uh, well, one of the Italian apes that um, I talked with a lot, he had a whole group on Signal uh, going. I think it was Signal. Um yeah, just a massive group chat with a bunch of other Italian people and they'd kind of I'd disseminate information to him and then he'd pass it on to the signal group. It was it was a great little uh way to get connected to the much wider web of, of people around the world. Um but yeah. Uh, next little we got a message on the contact form. Uh the subjects is love the site, the messages, great work getting out the word out about GME and DRS and broker corruption, which uh it's exactly what we're here for. And uh, I mean, more than just broker corruption. But uh, And then last email. Um, I mean, there's so many more. This is, this is still uh, in 2022, uh, in the first half of 2022 even. So <laughs> uh, we've got so much, so many lovely emails. Um, uh, so, yeah, subject on this one is thanks and the message is, uh, Miller Time and everyone else who has spent hours of their life to inform the rest, thank you. The only reason I believe in GMA is because of the people who dedicate knowledge, uh, dedicate knowledge to the masses. I think that's a bit of a grammar error there, but I'll, I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> and they end it with cheers and God bless you all. So, yeah, it's been great to kind of be able to provide this help to people like that um, and, and everyone, everyone really uh it's um yeah kind of weird that uh to be receiving so much praise for for what seems like such a basic thing like people should be able to have access to this information but uh 
it's yeah wild how hard it is to access to the point that we're still doing a lot of research now and and especially the discords um people digging up documents and and discovering new little nuances uh, about direct registration um and uh it's great it's great to be on that train still um and uh yeah i think it's still helping a lot of people out um there are still more people coming on board still people opening new accounts like the the total number of computer share accounts keeps going up and i'm i'm very excited to see if uh the guys can make it to grapevine again this year what kind of data we can get what kind of statistics we can get from the stockholder list um uh, one thing i've put in a request for is average holdings per country uh to kind of get a bit more of a nuanced feel for um how much is being held in every country because it's it's uh an interesting spread like I mean, obviously, America is really high up there. They've got huge, like over 150,000 of the uh, 200,000 accounts are American. Um, but for me in, in England, we don't have games. site um some people sharing the love showing some appreciation i thought we could uh dive into some of those later yeah really really excited to do that and happy valentine's day yeah happy valentine's day (laughs) so i don't know if anyone else has any plans but this is this is my night (laughs) it's uh I don't know if it's a generational thing, but uh, my girlfriend was even saying she was talking to people in her office today, and all the middle-aged people and above were like, yeah, we're going out, getting booked a dinner, fancy dinner, it costs loads of money, but, you know, it's Valentine's and all that, and uh, all the people uh, that are like, you know, 30 and below are like, no, I'm staying in, we're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's it's on the later side for you over there right but you, you stayed in earlier that's that's nice to do for sure we were watching some bob's burgers having some nice dinner it was all good i picked nice. up some uh some, some cheap paints at a local thrift store um like and uh some easels at the thrift store and gonna do a little little home painting later uh i'm not artistic but it was like a $15 investment, uh, a lot cheaper than a fancy dinner out. For sure. Always love a good bit of home cooking, especially on a Valentine's Day. Well, I'm sure that uh, what, one thing, though, that, I mean, Valentine's Day, of course, it's about the loved one, love that we share with our, you know, our significant others, our families, uh, the people in our lives. But today, uh, we want to take the opportunity to just also talk about the the love that we do for, you know, the love that we have for the work that we're doing and helping to spread the word of ownership. And so, you know, today on Taking Stock, it's just going to be a kind of retrospective, a look back. Uh, we're coming up close, actually, just a few months away from the 
um, you know, from a couple important anniversaries as far as our efforts go. And, uh, well, I mean, Hey, we'll, we'll be excited to get all into that. And, um, Miller mentioned, we'll try to get him in the show as well since he, uh, had helped to start this whole thing. So be on the lookout for that later. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to see if I can invite him now. Oh, I spoke too soon. He just he sent me to the end that he thinks he's not going to be able to make it. That's all right. Ah, okay. Duty calls. I think um, I think we can get started on this this stroll down memory lane. I think we we got a list together earlier of all the dates of the the big highlights since the inception of the site. Yeah, um, and uh, what we, I'd love to do is, you know, just kind of go through this list. We'll, we'll intersperse those anecdotes where we can, and then I don't think it'll take too long. Uh, what I'd love to, you know, uh, hear after that are those, you know, we get various emails, um, you know, every so often from folks that are appreciative of the efforts, people that use the International Broker Guide. So I'm really excited to hear about that. And then, of course, anyone after all that who's listening, you know, I don't think it's going to take too long to go through. And then any uh, other perspectives we'd love to hear. Uh, from the community. Any other thoughts? Excited about that today. For sure. We've got some nice, I've got some nice things lined up on these emails already that people sent in over, over the years, last couple of years. But yeah, uh, I guess we should start at the beginning, uh, which was actually before, uh, before I came on board, um, there was, uh, well, Miller was the the kind of semi-founder, one of the founders of the site uh, of DRS GME and the the efforts. Um, and I think it was actually uh, it was a German guy. Uh, his username was De Hyperschlau. Uh, reached out to Miller and was like, because he saw Miller going around talking to people, doing all that one-on-one uh, kind of connections and uh, helping people out. Um, getting the word about DRS out there, and he was like, "Need someone like we need someone like you, or I need someone like you to help me with getting this idea off the ground, which is a website to to get all the information together and help reach beyond the confines of Reddit and uh, spread the good word about DRS and uh, what was going on with GameStop at the time, and is still going on with GameStop." Charles, actually, you might have more. Yeah, I can, I could definitely speak to those early times. I mean, of course, those conversations early on between Miller and Dare, they, they mostly took place, uh, as far as I'm aware and like, you know, Reddit DMs, that kind of thing. When it was really in the ideas stage, one unfortunate thing is that there was a big, uh, sometime last year, you know, a lot of folks lost their DM history on Reddit for whatever reason. And so we don't have those conversations now, but you know, that was happening in early 2022. And, uh, and Der Hyperschlau, uh, the German ape that Bivik mentioned, he was pretty experienced with, um, you know, uh, just different areas of website design. And so it was natural for him to kind of put together the first, uh, skeleton of what would become drsgme.org. And from the start, you know, it was clear that they were interested in having that information about not only the what's going on with GameStop and what made it unique in terms of investor sentiment and interest, but resources in a more broad sense about market um, corruption or potential market corruption and the different ways that niche securities law could create, uh, well, let's say conflict of interest or um, maybe that 
you know, settlement was not always the premier uh, goal for market makers, other major participants. Well, a lot of the stuff that we know today very well in the community uh, was was still niche at that time. So it was great to uh, to try to get all that stuff together under one roof. And that led into the first iteration of the site launching and being uh, posted on Reddit for you know public consumption on March 18th, 2022. So we're coming right up on a two-year anniversary there. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, about one month away now from, from the two-year anniversary. It feels, uh, in a weird way, it feels a lot longer. Uh, but in the, at the same time, it's kind of flown by just because, yeah, so much has happened in, in two years. We've worked on so many things and done so much. Um, it, yeah, it really has flown by. Absolutely. Um, one thing that was really nice about, you know, as you mentioned, Miller was in the habit of sending so many, you know, leaving so many comments, sending so many messages with such frequency on these, um, you know, different investing communities that there were plenty of folks that were having continued conversations with him in direct message. And, uh, you know, I was one of those people talking to him in uh, early of 22. And so it was uh, really nice when right about there, you know, that, that uh, mid-March time, um, you know, I was one of the folks that he reached out to and, um, you know, got started on, on the effort at that time. It was probably, I'm not sure exactly. Maybe it was 10 or 15 people at first. Um, and you know, since then we've definitely had some team members change, some really fantastic people, uh, leave some even more fantastic people coming in. Uh, I love the passion and it's been, it's incredible to think that it's already been so many, you know, a couple of years, but then at the same time, I mean, we're, three years since the sneeze too. And that just also seems like yesterday. So <laughs> it's all, all the same kind of uh kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, one other, like one other reason that the, the website was kind of something that wanted to be done was because uh, it's, it was a way of kind of presenting the information in a clearer, simpler format. Um because Reddit kind of leaves, even though it's got some pretty good formatting uh, tools on it. Um, but I think even if uh, back then we were on, on Twitter or now X, um, like there, there's a lot to be desired when it comes to formatting and trying to present such dense information clearly uh, and simply. Um, so being able to put together graphs and labelings and things like that constructing uh articles around images in ways that are just a bit more visually accessible um it was really helpful for all of that and then eventually we got into translating things um but yeah um and then yeah it wasn't i think i came on board around june uh in 2022 um because i was just um essentially i started putting together a list of what brokers do or don't drs transfer uh trying to kind of help save people energy if they're like do they should i ask well you know a lot of people were wasting time on on brokers that had already flat out said no um and then that slowly built into uh some loose guides that people were putting together on um uh on reddit um and i kind of worked together with some other people on those and then 
the well Miller reached out to me and was like would you like to put them somewhere a bit more organized <laughs> uh and I say like, yeah this could be promising this um because when else are we going to get this information um there were so many people who wanted to 